All right, hello everybody. Uh, hey, it's Taylor again. Uh, we're, I'm back Hi, Taylor. with. Uh, oh, wait, who's that? Oh, is that who's who's that? It's a friend. I'm not with um, it, It's it's it's. It, wait, I take it back. I want to be Sasuke. Yet. I want to be Sasuke. Okay, oh, okay, sorry. Go for it. Go for it. Go for it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. For the record, we haven't gotten to the point where Sasuke is good again, which I assume oh, is probably going to happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I don't know. It's spoilers. Whatever. It's fine. <laughs> um. Uh. So. Hey, uh, so obviously there was no new episode this week of NAR Show, um, and we posted a, a brief thing uh, on the podcast feed a couple days ago or yesterday, depending on when I post this. Um, but I wanted to do a little bit more than that because uh, this is something that, you know, we're a show about a, uh, a a Japanese television program, and we are three white passing people recording that, that podcast about a Japanese television program. And uh, it is not something that I feel necessarily comfortable speaking about the experience of uh asian american people so i figured i would bring on one of my friends um and to talk about some of this stuff so welcome jimmy this is jimmy wong um who is i work with and is everywhere jimmy (laughs) i'm everywhere and nowhere i am batman (laughs) um yeah it's funny because i also do a show online called feast of fiction that Mm-hmm. quite often covers Japanese animation. Uh, in fact, the episode that I've been waiting to release is one from uh, Recreation of a Dish from Food Wars. And so, oh, wow. you know, I think it's interesting because there is a discussion to be had about Asian culture and its place in American society and how we adopt Asian culture and love it and sell merchandise against it and stuff too, from Naruto all the way to Food Wars, all the way to Doraemon, to Pokemon and all that stuff. So I think there mm-hmm. there is a very legitimate connection between what we are talking about today, your show, why you even have that show and sort of what, you know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of things here. There's a lot of things swirling around. So I don't want anyone to blow up because mine's close to it. <laughs> so um obviously with the events and the tragedy in atlanta this month um i want to talk to you jimmy and and talk about some of the things that we can do as a culture and as a people uh so where we can uh try to make things better for everybody involved here <laughs> because obviously it's it's a horrible tragedy and a, a and, and a horrible crime and an act of terrorism quite frankly Certainly. um uh that that needs to be stopped. So um, I figured a good way to do that would be to sort of talk about your history um, with activism in the space and and talk about some of some of the things that you have done um, over time and the things that we can do uh, in the future. So if you want to go into some of that, that would be super rad. Yeah. So uh, I'm a loudmouth uh, on the internet <laughs> in a lot of ways. I do a lot of talking i do a lot of tweeting i do a lot of posting i've been involved in content creation since 2010 and the thing that actually got me off the ground the most was a song i wrote back in 2011 we just hit the 10-year anniversary of it uh, but no one's celebrating uh, because i wrote the song in response to a student at ucla a sorority girl who decided it was a brilliant idea uh, alongside her dad i believe to post a series of vlogs ranting about things that she just found not, you know, cool, uh, not fun, mm-hmm. not whatever. It so happens that the very first vlog she posted was her ranting about Asian students in the library being too loud for her liking, talking on the phone. And of course, in sort of almost comedically so, her response to that was to mock them using the words Ching Chong, Ling Long, Ting Tong. Uh, with her own added accent, with her own frustrations. Um, now, keep in mind, this was literally days after the tsunami hit Japan um, and that earthquake, mm. and tens and thousands of people died. 
So there was a lot of sensitivity in the air already from that event. It was a international tragedy, right? And here comes this vlog where she even talks about the tsunami. She even talks about it in a very dismissive and incredulous way uh, to the people watching. So her video blew up. Tons of responses were made. And this is me as a 22, 23-year-old being like, oh, I'm going to make a response too. But I want to write a song. I want to take her words, turn it against her, have a bit of a comedic take on it, um, subtly insult her jabs, all that sort of stuff, and making the situation a little less tense than the death threats that she was getting. Because I didn't think anyone really deserved a death threat. You know, that's... If someone just says something really stupid, we've all been there. We've all made those dumb jokes that, you know, looking back, we're like, I probably shouldn't have said that. But, you know, I don't think anyone deserves to have someone tell them that they're going to die for it and for them and their families to fear for their lives. Um, So I wrote this song. It went viral. uh, It blew up and it sort of landed me in the national spotlight for that hot second, my first 15 minutes of (laughs) fame. uh, And it was all about, you know, my response, why my response was great at disarming the situation and also sort of creating a new awareness in the conversation around race. And I thought, great, this anti-Asian racism, this clear, blatant uh, accenting and and all this stuff, the the racial taunts of the words that so many of us have grown up with. I was like, cool, we solved that issue. I hope, you know, millions of people saw this. Clearly, it must have made a difference. And, you know, as we've seen in this past year, two years, and even across all of American history, this thing doesn't stop in this country, whether or not it's the black person that gets murdered in the street by a police officer or it's the mexican family that you know comes here for a better life or comes here to try and get their kid to a better place and gets unfortunately detained or sent away and not really properly taken care of there are all sorts of issues that are going on in this country there is a massive black and white divide this country has one of i tell people this country is one of the worst you know, starting chapters in terms of modern history. It's one of the newest countries in the world. And boy, did we get off to a pretty rough start. Um, And so these, and these issues are always prevalent in America as a result, right? Asians came into the picture a bit later. We came here originally as uh, immigrant workers, people during the gold rush and the railroads. And we were used as such, paid incredibly low wages, given less than suboptimal living conditions, uh, oftentimes put in extreme danger due to the work that you know, we were to do. Um, and I say the royal we here. I don't have any relatives that were obviously doing that. Um, and then our women were brought here as sex workers. And uh, that's like how Asians started in this country. And then there was a ban from Asian people to coming in for the Chinese Exclusion Act. There were Japanese internment camps. We should just call them jails, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. and it's always been a really divisive thing because it's just, do- it just doesn't seem to be an easy, safe place to come to America sometimes if you're not in the majority. Um, and I right. think that actually applies to a lot of countries around the world. If you are a, a, a thumb, sore thumb was something that sticks out, right? Um, you are going to be looked at differently. The stereotypes about you, uh, based in truth or not, are going to be how people frame and see you because you're just not the majority. They don't see you every day. They don't see you on the news. They don't see you on TV. They don't see you in movies. They don't have any idols. They don't have any, you know, like universally Brad Pitts, right? We don't have that in, in Western culture for Asians for the most part now. Um, so they're going to resort to what they do know, story times, uh, things that they hear, the ching chong, ling long, ting tongs, the slanty eyes, all that stuff, right? There's always going to be something to classify and put Asians into in the walks. So I realized that 10 years ago, right, I wrote this song. It did stuff. I felt good about it. 
we are so far away from the end of that journey and what I wished for with that song. Right. And the murders in Atlanta are a clear indicator that there is a lot going on. Uh, we have mass shooters in this country. We have people on the fringes of society that are blaming Asians for COVID-19. We have dangerous rhetoric from politicians. We have fear-based everything. Everything right. is about making you more afraid, pointing at something, blaming something, scapegoating something, whatever it is. And this country is just an awful mix of all of it. And to add on top of all that, humanity, misogyny, it's been hand in hand since Eve was the one to blame for, you know, getting them out of paradise. Whatever. You can go way back, right? Like, it's not about debating where these things started or why they started, but rather let's look at the fact that they just do exist. And right. America is now in that position where we looked very closely at Black Lives Matter and we decided, you know what, we're not really going to do much to fix that. Because I think while the country united in so many ways and people felt empowered and safe finally to speak out in support of marginalized communities and people that were being abused and murdered, it does not create a larger systemic change necessarily, right? We turned some seats in Georgia. We were able to get some amount of reform and changes to the policing system. But by and large, not really that much is shifting fundamentally as a country because change isn't sexy. It's not fast. It doesn't happen right. the same way that blowing someone's head off with a gun makes that person dead. You can't change the heart of something without taking years and years and years to do so. And a decade definitely wasn't enough for Asians. And the entire history of this country is still not enough for black people, right? So I think we stand at a very interesting point in time, 2020, one of the most memorable years in good and bad ways for the entire world. It's going to go down as the year that we all remember, you know, when we're old and mm -hmm. talking about in the past, because all of these issues start to come to light. And, you know, we see a blatant case of someone that couldn't control themselves and became a mass murderer. Um, they were repressed in so many different ways. They took it out on a very specific group of people. And here we are now, after all, yeah. a, a massive <laughs> year of just so many, an, a huge uptick in attacks against Asian, Asian people. You see it now all the time on the news, even daughters of senators, right, that are saying, go back to China, go back to communist China, you whatever, the Kung flu, the Chinese virus. These terms that have now been thrown around so much have created at the end of it, you know, if you believe in the butterfly flapping its wing and making a tornado on the other end. There is some sort of effect here that is happening from the rhetoric, the fear-based media, the anger that we all have, the frustration, the incredible amounts of poverty that were created because of the pandemic. And we need a place to put that anger, and we're seeing what happens. It goes to right. minorities. Right. And and the the interesting part, and you know, you and I have obviously talked about this a, a bit uh, before, before you coming on here, but the, one of the interesting things that uh, sort of came up as we were chatting was the idea of, of of again anger uh coming from the side of the the righteous i suppose the correct side um and how things over the last 10 years have sort of changed in the way that we do express our uh ex express the the needs and 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 political ideologies that are necessary to create change um and it does seem like there was you know you, you talk about how 10 years ago you you wrote this song but now it it feels much more like we're in a place where you uh, specifically are feeling much more comfortable to express anger in a way that you don't have to disarm yourself if that mm -hmm. does that make sense yeah yeah um, for sure and and that to me as a somebody who is obviously outside of uh outside of that that world experience as a white man i i i i've always felt comfortable expressing anger because mm -hmm. that's how i am sort of uh 
you know, socialized and, and that's how <laughs> society sees me. Uh, has that been something that you feel is going to be more effective or maybe even something that is, is, is going to be able to create that change uh, necessary to, to push the society forward to the point where this isn't something we have to worry about anymore? Well, hopefully mm-hmm. one day, cross our fingers, right? Yeah, uh, I mean, like, it's it's a really interesting thing hearing you say. I've always been comfortable expressing anger, right? Like that yeah. just is inherent to you. It's almost your brand in a lot of ways, right? It's got this kind of like grumpy old man Taylor over here, <laughs> um, and it's that's something that you just don't really see as much in Asian culture um, for a number of reasons. Obviously, there is, you know, that it's a completely different society, right? Like we we. Yeah we were heavily influenced by Confucianism and filial piety, paying respect Mm -hmm. to your elders, not losing face, really common term you hear across all different parts of Asia. Um, So I think like the anger that we're expressing now, it's mixed because it's still not full-blown anger. And I think it's because the Asian diaspora as a whole does not have the capacity yet because we do not even see ourselves necessarily as the same, right? I Hmm. wouldn't be surprised if my relatives, when the Japanese were being interned during the uh, Second World War, would not be surprised if my relatives would have happily worn a badge that said not Japanese on it, Hmm. right? You don't see Asians necessarily standing up for each other throughout history because there is so much history between the Asian countries. Now, obviously, the children of all the immigrants in this country, we don't have any of that except for what our parents sort of give to us. Um, and so our anger doesn't, it doesn't, it still doesn't have that same bite to it. It doesn't have, right. Until, until this Tuesday, until things get real dark and real bad. Um, and obviously it, it feels like our bucket has been filling up in terms of our anger and our frustration. And it's finally starting to spill over, you know, you can just compare this to black lives matter, right? Black lives matter is such an impressive movement because of their ability to mobilize get angry and also take action and march, right. create the largest protest, right, in, in, in American history. Um, because if you're black in America, you do share that same cultural heritage as someone else that their ancestors were brought here as slaves. My mm-hmm. ancestors, my parents came here as immigrants, refugees, right? But I don't know anything about the story of my friend from Korea or my Hmong friend or my Filipino or Indian or East Asian friends, right? I don't know their stories and I don't identify with their stories. So if something happens to them, I'm already one step removed. Part of my brain immediately goes to like the, well, I'm glad it wasn't me, you know, instead of I can't believe this has happened to one of our people again, because we don't have our people solidified in our brains yet, I think, as a diaspora. There's just too much going on. So I think... If anything, we are seeing the effects of this bring this sort of realization, I think, to light for a lot of people, which is, why has it taken so long for us to stand up together? Why do we have these sort of innate differences that keep us just far enough apart that when something super tragic happens, when it, when attacks happen over and over again, we don't like immediately link arms and stand together? So I think you know now that we see these foundations coming together and the awareness of this at an all-time high... I hope that we can learn from the fact that, you know, we are all immigrants to this country. That is something that you and I could have a beer and talk about, right? How your parents got here or how your ancestors got here. And that's something that we all share in common and that it extends beyond race. But what happens is you have to pay attention to the trends. And when you're a minority or a marginalized group, 
sorry, but you're going to be the one that's sort of at the other end of oppression generally, different kinds of it, whatever it is. So I think getting angry is a step that we are moving towards, but I don't know if we're ever going to get that same level of full-blown anger unless something incredibly dark happens. So I think we need to know that and understand that and be unified more in in working and doing what we do best. We can be teammates. We can be extremely effective workers. We know exactly how to analyze something and be logical about something. Like, let's use the innate, I think, experiences and the innate knowledge that we have as this minority and marginalized group and use that to combat what is ahead of us. Mix in the anger where you need to, but this is a much bigger stew that we're all trying to throw ingredients into. So I can't prescribe just anger or just whatever because it just hasn't been a part of the conversation before. And the anger now is not going to be the same as it was for other major struggles, right? Like in American history. So it's an interesting place to be in. I think the number one thing though, increase awareness and start broadening what Asian means so that more people can feel comfortable using that as their identifier and looking at someone else that's Asian and not necessarily going, well, they're East Asian and I'm not. So why do I, you know, they've never included me, right? Like we should get past that idea as soon as possible because I don't think a lot of the younger generation even realizes that the, those tensions exist because we've just sort of turned a blind eye to it because we never had to look at it. Now we're starting to look at it. Now I think it's time for us to sort of understand what's going on and take that to whatever that next evolution is. Have you started to see that happening as, as absolutely. The, yeah. As, a, as this, you know, re, the reaction to the, the effects of Tuesday. Yeah, we um, are now, I mean, not just Tuesday, right? The entire year leading up to this, we are sure. AAPI, you know, Asian American Pacific Islander. Hmm. Um, I still think we're not giving enough attention to what exactly that means, but we are definitely moving towards, something that is a little more broad, a little bigger than what maybe we even boxed it into beforehand. Because I think you ask your regular American that doesn't know anything about Asian culture, what is Asian? They're going to go, uh, Chinese, uh, Korean, Japanese. They're not going to start listing off all the other major huge countries, India, Vietnam, mm-hmm. the Philippines, right? All the Pacific Islands. Like, There's so much there that isn't in that sort of common knowledge that I think even Asians, if you sat them down and asked, hey, what's a West Asian? What's an East Asian? What's the difference in Southeast Asia? What is their culture like? Most people won't know because they just haven't had that experience yet. So I think we are definitely at that sort of bridge where people are starting to look, starting to think, starting to ask more questions. And because everyone's hurting together, that means we can start sharing stories. And I think that's where I Mm -hmm. want to be at. Absolutely. And I mean, what's what's been interesting to sort of i'm trying to figure out how to phrase this correctly um the as a show that that does not our show uh, as a show that does focus on like a a a media property that is huge worldwide but is known for coming from japan right mm-hmm. um it's it's interesting to watch as we are attempting to um sort of reckon with the idea of how much we as a as a Western culture, uh, and specifically me as as a white person, um, consuming of Asian media, and and how we can do that responsibly in a way that doesn't um, that doesn't uh, otherize or alienate or you know um, tokenize uh, Asian culture, which it's it's incredibly difficult, and it, it, it's something that is that we are doing our best to you know 
reckon with as time goes on. And I, and I feel like that's going to be a large conversation as we continue to deal with the prejudices that are against Asian people currently in our country. Um, so, I mean, I guess there's not really a question there, but... Um, it's a good topic, though. Is is there a way that you sort of look at uh, consuming or bringing media that is, it is especially in your works with Feast of Fiction or, you know... Um, even if your your work with Magic the Gathering, if they ever started taking more influence from Asian cultures, um, which they've they done plenty before, you know, they have yeah they have yeah, yeah, a yeah. few times. But like, how, how do you think about that as as it, as you are sort of westernizing it and and bringing it to a Western audience? Yeah, this is a deep one. It's really it's interesting. It's very hard. Uh, I think the reckoning part of it is it's right it's a little strong for me because i feel like i just want to like what i like you know right, I, when sure. I and i've seen so many people tell me like when i watch something on screen i don't care if they're white black blah 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 blah, blah it doesn't matter to me and it's almost always someone that is represented saying those things that they don't really understand what what's coming at them and you know there is a whole basket of worms when it or can of worms when it comes to anime and stuff as well because a lot of Asian culture is influenced by the West, and you see that all the time. You know, you see English words in animes. You see characters that are American and act in a very bombastic, like, you know, way that reflects their stereotype of America or a joke or whatever it is. So it's like you can't ever, like, engage in any media and hope it's just perfectly not problematic. Right. You know, China's had their share of crazy commercials. So has Japan and so has Korea and so has every other, you know, freaking country in the world. Um, and you can't necessarily look at the worst of something to, to be able to understand how we can like process the rest of it, I guess. I think anime and Asian culture is huge now. It's so big. You see it being yeah. sold in Hot Topic that should tell you enough about how influential it's become. Um, and you see movies like Raya and the last dragon being mm -hmm. a huge thing for the Southeast Asian community and the Asian community at large. So I think as we like move into this new sort of phase or whatever you want to call it, this post pandemic, um, reawakening the, whatever it is, you know, I think a lot of just, it's a lot of talking that has to get done. And, and a lot of, People need to, I think, step up that know the subject matter well enough, but also are versed in how to discuss it at large. Because the conversation I have on Twitter is very different than the one I would have if I went on and talked to Oprah, for instance. Sure. So, you know, I think like that stuff, media training, that's not something that we have. That's not something that people in general have at all. And I, I fear for the fact that media is not looking necessarily for the right things on a sort of national scale, you know, obviously murders sell mm -hmm. a headline much more than a charity. So I, I always go back to sort of like the old Mr. Rogers quote, which is like, look for the helpers, um, mm -hmm. which is when I was a boy and I would see scary things in the news, my mother would say to me, look for the helpers. You will always find people who are helping. Um, and so I think like if you are ever, in this moment of reckoning and you are afraid or you're being attacked or the things that you like are under fire, look for the people that are genuinely trying to make that conversation better and understood and progressive for the people that are kind of being the more negative ones on top. So Asian culture is going to take over a lot of sort of our modern 
stuff, right? Like right. TikTok, the idea of TikTok came from, you know, China sort of took that and really blew it out of the water. You know, if you're really mm -hmm. smart on social media, you'll watch Chinese Douyin and then you'll be ahead of the curve in terms of trends and stuff. Um, and so it's really interesting because obviously we are two worlds, West and East, that borrow heavily from each other and are constantly using each other, buying from each other, stealing from each other, going to war with each other, <laughs> sanctioning each other. Um, I think if you're going to take content and embrace it and love it, just do so with a very open mind that you're right. Like just like things because you like it and, and try not to make it too much more than that. I think sure. the normalization of anime is a great thing. Um, there right. are obviously parts of it that I, you know, I'm just talking about food wars. We know how crazy <laughs> that show can get. Yeah, I don't think I've that sort of stuff necessarily of needs to be normalized. But I also don't like knowing that the person that murdered all those people in Atlanta was so repressed by his religion and sexual uh, sort of sexual addictions that that drove him to murder people too. So there's right. clearly a balance that needs to get struck between East and West uh, and their philosophies. And I think the generation that's listening to this podcast that's growing up right now that grew up with the internet is going to be the one that's going to have to make that reckoning and, and sort of help that conversation forward. Absolutely. And, and th this is something that I've been like, as somebody who personally growing up my interests were definitely i would say significantly more western as people know who mm -hmm. listen to this podcast i don't know a goddamn thing about anime i don't i <laughs> and, and that's sort of like a my journey into naruto has sort of uh become a little bit of learning about that that space um but uh but yeah it's, it's definitely been interesting to try to sort of immerse uh and, and learn much more about Eastern media and, and, and try to understand it as, as time goes on. And as somebody who now works in video games and now works in esports for that matter, um, you know, spending time in, in South Korea has been enormously eye opening for me as well. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, I'm going to let you go in a few minutes, but before I, before I do, um, can you tell us a little bit about what we can do to help you and uh, the things that you are doing in order to <laughs> All work right, towards, bring it back to the goal. Um, let's Jay bring it back. Wong. What am I up um, to? And, and, and sort of, yeah, sort of help along the conversation, help along. Uh, obviously, we, we posted a, a, a few things uh, on the feed as well as on our Twitter about how how uh, people can get involved and donate and help. Um, but is there, if I want to talk about the stuff that you're doing. So, yeah, mm -hmm. give us a little bit of a primer if you could. Sure, yeah. I mean, the number one thing is just do something if you want to make a difference. Um, and honestly, I, I could say so many merits to different things, right? I think a conversation can sometimes be worth much more than $20,000. There are other times where $20,000 is worth a thousand conversations. Um, so I think there needs to be a little bit of both. There needs to be this and that. There needs to be a healthy balance of how we address and approach these issues because no one thing is going to solve it. You know, um, uh, Noah Trevor had a really great piece about this and talks about like, you know, if it's misogyny, guns, racism, whatever, there are no there's no lack of reasons why a mass shooter happens anymore. You know, we can't just pinpoint it to one thing, mental health, who knows religion, who knows guns, who knows racism, who knows, right? There's all sorts of misogyny, who knows they're all adding up. And so I think if you want to go out there and really make a difference, find the ones that are, that you're the most passionate about, right? That I just gave you a laundry list of things. I'm sure at least one or two of them resonate with you those are the ones that you feel strongly about, then you're going to feel better about going out and doing something about it. Um, identify that to you. Now, obviously, I'm not asking everyone to jump on the Asian cause, but I think it is something that needs to be paid attention to because if it happens to one race, it certainly will happen to another. 
Um, and I think it, the the worst it's gotten clearly is with the black Americans that are just, you know, that have just seen such an awful, awful thing happen. And Black Lives Matter was their response. But not just that, all the posts, all the information, all of the new awareness, the discussions of systemic racism, all of these conversations and all of these foundations and organizations that are being that are popping up and and that have been going for decades and decades you know, we don't want Stacey Abrams to have her work be in vain. We don't want anyone's work to be in vain if they're working towards a better and fairer world for everyone. Because ultimately, that makes a better and fairer world for everyone. Um, so I think, like, there is a lot of room at this table. We can all comfortably sit around it. Um, and if you are interested in helping out the Asian cause, get on Instagram, read the news, read a lot of different news, right? Don't just read one news source. Try to read, every single time something happens, I try to read at least 10 different news sources about the coverage of it. So I just get a full image and I'm not, I can focus on the facts as opposed to the sway that the articles want to put onto it. Um, right. And donate to where you think matters. There are places online that'll tell you what to do. Um, I'm personally running a big fundraiser right now with a bank, a new digital bank called EarnCheese at .com. So cheese, EarnCheese.com. And it's like a digital bank that was originally designed for immigrants, international students, people that couldn't get a debit card or open a bank account in America because they didn't have credit. English was their second language. And just those sorts of services were, in general, more denied to them because of their status. Um, you, you know, Everyone that signs up for this zero-fee debit card that's not predatory, no annual fees, will donate $10 to $100,000 that we pledged. You'll get 5 bucks in your account. You can then use that money to go buy something at H-Mart, 99 Ranch Market, Yami Buy, Chow Now. These are all, you know, like, or is it Chow Bus? Either, either one. We have partnered up with a ton of Asian-owned businesses to give you cash back so that you're supporting something in that world. You're revitalizing that part of that economy. You're getting some money back yourself, and we're also donating every time you make a swipe. You can also right. get cash back on Uber Eats. I don't care. Order from a restaurant. <laughs> you know, if you don't care about the Asian thing, then order from a restaurant that is suffering that you think needs it. You know, I've been talking to a lot of uh, people that are Sikh, uh, which is a Indian religion, and mm -hmm. I remember very vividly after 9/11, the after the planes crashed into the two towers, that there was an Islamophobia that swept the nation, and the first person that got murdered as a result of those attacks was someone that was Sikh. And that person has nothing to do with the Muslim religion. Now, let's not forget, Muslims were inordinately targeted because of the Islamophobia. But the fact that we could take our anger and hate and put it onto someone that just looked the part to someone because they wore a turban, uh, it's part of their religion, they thought, that is, you're a terrorist. I'm going to shoot and murder you. That's what happened the first time. And the attacks continued, you know cultural centers, places of worship were burned down and vandalized. And we see that exact same thing happening now to Asians that are being blamed for COVID-19. Like as though an Asian person that moved here or an Asian person that's been living here for generations has anything to do with a virus that originated halfway around the world. Um, it just goes to show that no matter the incident, no matter what happens, we will have anger and we'll have frustration. And the People that are going to take action on that and misplace their anger and, and, and violence on a race of people, on a stereotype, on, on fear-based rhetoric that they've been taught or shown on TV or by their local politicians, that means that it's a problem that is much bigger than just Asians. Now, Asians are at the point where we are not standing up for it anymore, and I think we've been aptly encouraged by all of the rest of the things that have been happening around us to say, hey, we can stand up to this and stop this, and we can try to root out the causes and fix it. Um, but 
you know, if it's Asians today, I don't know what it's going to be tomorrow. So there will be a charity out there. There will be a nonprofit that supports it. Go find it. If you want to support me personally and what I'm doing, then I would love for you to sign up for earncheese.com. Use the debit card, contribute, and actually make a difference with what you're doing. Things you're already going to be buying anyway. You don't even need to use it for Asian causes. You can be the widest person on the planet. I don't care. We just want to create a larger user base of people using this card. And then that way we get to make a bigger and bigger fund to keep donating to the AAPI foundations, nonprofits, NGOs that matter and are doing the work immediately and fixing things on the ground because we're not going to go do it necessarily, but there are foundations and places that have been doing it for decades. Support those. And yeah, that's a, that's a big thing when, whenever there's a tragedy like this or, you know, whenever one of these large fundraising, uh, instances happen is make sure you find the make sure you find the places that have been doing the work because yes. they know what they're doing yeah and they know what they're doing they're not going to mishandle your money they have a proven exactly. track record they're leading by example too so when they go out there they're not like someone that's like i've never done this before i hope i do okay it's like no they're they're used to it they know the people in the neighborhood people will see them out there their foot you know their 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 foot traffic in these areas may help deter right and if you are just wanting to be an ally and you don't want to sign up or donate or anything if you see something happen that is racist, discriminatory, abusive in nature, and you are in a position to say something, stand up, or help be that person's friend and ally in that moment, that is a very, very powerful thing. Now, obviously not for everyone, not for the faint of heart, but it is something that I think a lot of us can do. And even just holding that energy within ourselves, if something should happen, if there should be an incident, I know I'm going to protect the person that is at the center of it because tomorrow that person could be me. Indeed. So, uh, yeah, thank you so much, Jimmy. I really appreciate you coming on and, and talking to uh, talking to everybody. And hopefully, as things go on, we can continue to make more and more of a difference as 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 time goes on. <laughs> Those are words. Um, so. Yeah, it all starts by just doing it. Indeed, we just gotta just gotta work together and do it. And if we have to live in this capitalist hellscape, we might as well spend our money in the right place, right? right. Yeah. Um, so again, Jimmy, thank you so much. Uh, there will be a new episode of Naruto next week. So enjoy that. But, uh, for now, please support where you can and we will talk to you later. Thanks everyone.